0: done its
1: part. let Him in my life my heart. Love done its part. Now let Him in my life my
0: heart. Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We are glad you are listening today, and hope you find words of healing, insight, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings Ministry was founded by Lee and Shay Preston and born out of God's vision for setting captives free. If you would like to support us in the work we do, please visit www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate. Today on Healing Hidden Wounds, Lee is talking with Jonathan Darty, director of Be Broken Ministries. Let's listen in as Lee and Jonathan discuss the ins and outs of recovery from sexual brokenness.
2: going to be talking about a, uh, a very interesting topic here. Actually, Lee, you had somebody that had suggested we maybe talk about this on the radio. And the issue is that of bisexuality and maybe kind of beginning to learn what it is and, and, uh, and maybe how uh, a person could overcome it.
1: Sure, sure. Well, it was, a, it was a question from a listener that was just kind of discussing what happens if I have uh, same-sex attraction, but I'm still uh, attracted to women. And what does that mean? And is that is that bisexuality? And is there such thing as bisexuality?
2: Well, and uh, what was your answer? <laughs>
1: well, I think my first and foremost answer would be: I don't think there's anything any such thing as bisexuality. I just don't think it exists. I think, uh, as we've mentioned on this uh, show quite a few times, sexuality in and of itself falls along a continuum. And so there may be times when uh, a man who is, uh, or a boy, as he grows up, is still heterosexually attracted, still has attraction to girls, still is interested in dating girls, but also begins to develop this secret, usually, it's usually secret, attraction to boys, other guys.
2: And so would you say that sometimes terms like bisexuality, homosexuality, lesbian, these sort of things are are maybe more of just, human nature's attempt to label things that go outside the parameters that God has deemed appropriate for for our sexuality.
1: Sure, I think uh, I think the culture wants to always come up with a label that can say, well this is how we understand this.
2: So you can so they can be identified in sure. that way rather than just saying, "Hey, I've 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 felt attracted to both men and women and I need to know how to label that so then I can have something to attach myself to." rather than just saying you know what i've had i've had fantasies and and even maybe some behaviors that have stretched outside the boundaries that god has set is right most definitely
1: most definitely i mean even now in, in among our teens in this the current teen generation new words are popping up like bi curious bi experimental and these are you know guys who are saying and and females girls of course who are saying I'm not so sure what I am. I'm willing to try either side. I mean, Satan's not all-knowing, but he is smart, and he's watched us for generations, and he sees what he can kind of wiggle in and what he can't.
2: So you're saying there's new terms that are coming up that are trying to reject a label, but by making the new terms, aren't they labeling themselves? <laughs> Most definitely.
1: <laughs> but it's it's supposed to be a more politically correct label because if I'm by curious that means if I have sex with another guy and yet I still have my girlfriend on the side, then that's okay, because I was just curious, and so I wanted to see what it might feel like to have sex with a guy. Or if it's a girl having sex with another girl, it can be by experimental because now I'm just kind of experimenting. I don't, I'm don't. i not saying I'm gay yet, I'm not saying that I am strictly heterosexual. I just have this kind of genderless, ambiguous sexuality that, that makes me feel good, because then I can do anything with anybody and not feel labeled.
2: But now I'm really confused because I have the a lot of the propaganda that I hear from the homosexual community is you can't help it. You're born homosexual. So how could you be bi curious or bi experimental? Wouldn't you just know that you're homosexual or that you're I don't know, bisexual? Wouldn't you just because apparently from the the homosexual community, the message we're getting is you can't you, you got to be who you are. You can't help it.
1: Well, sure, but now they can say, well, that these are for those people who don't ever quite say that they're gay. They were just experimenting or they were just curious. And so now I'm born this way because I like having sex with men, some might say, and some women might say I'm born lesbian because I like having sex with women. But for those of the who fell in between who always used to say, well, maybe I'm bisexual or maybe I'm not so sure I've had three or four homosexual. Uh, relationships but I also date women Uh, you know this was kind of the I see it as potentially a way of saying oh well this is for all those in between
2: yeah and so and for those of you listeners I hope you understand that obviously we totally reject the idea that somebody is born homosexual we I totally reject the idea that somehow bisexuality is okay or that bi-curious or bi-experimental is somehow oh that's okay no, I mean I think there. I think Lee, you'd agree with me. There are very um, clear standards for where and how our sexuality is to be used.
1: Most definitely, and and you're exactly right. And I'm glad you clarified that because we never want to give an an impression that we believe homosexuality is okay, or that by curiousness is okay, or that bisexuality is okay. What it is basically is is any time we venture away from the God ordained definition of sex which is within the bonds of marriage of one man and one woman then the world will begin to try to come up with labels that make that feel better. But the truth is is there is no homosexuality, there is no bisexuality that's within God's will. It's all sexual sin that falls along a continuum.
2: Yeah, and that's what I'd like you to talk about is kind of this continuum because if there is this continuum, and obviously there's this this section of this continuum in which we are inside those boundaries of what God has said is healthy and right, which we believe is in the context of marriage between one man and one woman, uh, in a covenant relationship, and so therefore within that, within those boundaries, God has said, you know, there is your, in essence, sexual playground. That's where you can have fun, enjoy this wonderful gift that I've given to you in sexuality. And it's supposed to be; it's meant to be used as a way to enhance and increase the bond of love in your relationship. And it's also to be, and and actually, in a mysterious way, it's a symbol of the type of intimacy with which God has joined us together with Himself through Christ. There's this inseparable sort of bond of love that He's given between the Church and Jesus. And so, um, but then along this continuum, there's all these other things that go outside of those boundaries and why don't you why don't you help us understand how does a person then how is it even possible for a person to get to a point where they could begin to think these thoughts that maybe I'm bisexual?
1: Well, you know, I think uh I think to just kind of put a possibility out there is you take a little boy, he's growing up, he's got a bit of a father wound, maybe dad's not around very often, maybe mom is overconnected to him. Some of the things we talked about that causes some of the homosexual feelings to begin with And so he's got this going on in his life, and yet it's not as intense, or maybe it's not as hurtful. Maybe he's also got a strong grandpa in the picture who helps in that wounding, or some of those things. But at any rate, he's got a bit of a wounding, and so, or maybe it's his identity about his own body. Maybe he begins to question, what, you know, wow, do I really look like other guys? Maybe he questions, am I really like other guys? But yet he kind of knows he's got some attraction to to girls. I mean, I remember in my adolescence I had attraction to girls, but there was still a lot of questions. Um, But the thing is, is at some point there's this ambiguity. It's just kind of this question mark that he knows he's attracted, but he's thinking maybe I don't quite fit in as a boy. And that can either go further to the homosexual side, or it can kind of stay there, and he can kind of experiment with girls while he's got this feeling inside well, I, I still am somewhat attracted to men, but what he's really attracted to is their masculinity. Do I really look like that? Do I really? Can I ever really relate on that level?
2: And I would assume that n- none of this that's going on inside of his uh, inside of his mind is shared with anybody that could give him reasonable answers.
1: Oh yes, because as we talked on a show previous, uh, there's this perfectionist thing going on that's yeah. saying I can't share this with anybody. Because I want to be known as a guy who's attracted to girls. I don't want to be known as a guy who's attracted to guys. Now, that changes a little bit in our recent, you know, generations because it's becoming more and more acceptable to be gay. But it's still kind of this, wow, I don't even know who I talk to about this. Maybe he talks to somebody, but he talks to somebody who believes in bisexuality or in by curiousness. And so before he knows it, he's got a teacher telling him, well, you should try it out on both sides and see what what feels better to to you. And uh, it kind of opens that door a little further for him.
2: Yeah, and I I would even say that a lot of times in those situations, that person is going to begin to kind of hunt for somebody who might be able to confirm some of those feelings, not necessarily reject them. Because again, like we've said in a previous broadcast about the idea of perfectionism, Man, rejection is a huge, huge issue for these these boys. Sure. And, and they will avoid and run from a rejecting sort of relationship or situation. So if they already have the assumption that if I were to share this with my parents, then they would reject these feelings in me. He won't even open his mouth about the situation with his parents. But if he starts, like you said, kind of hanging around these people who he's kind of heard conversations where they're saying, hey, I'm experimenting with this and that then they're going to gravitate towards those people to so they won't feel quote unquote weird right to bring this up and a lot of times that's just only going to fan the flames of this curiosity of of some of those feelings because they're going to these people are certainly going to confirm what he's feeling and saying oh yeah you absolutely should experiment with that i i think this is your you know you're blossoming this is how you're becoming who you're supposed to be and it's like they just I would almost say that even in our culture today, there is a a forced sort of pressure that is now being put on young people to experiment with their sexuality. Whereas maybe 20 or 30 years ago, there was that, more of that pressure was kind of from an internal mechanism within sure. these kids that are saying, I feel like I'm going to experiment and kind of cross the boundaries. Now it's almost like culturally they're saying, you're a goofball if you don't experiment with your sexuality.
1: Exactly. And you're right. 30 years ago when I was 12, nobody wanted to be gay. Right. And so everything was kept under wraps. And if you were even thinking you might be, then you didn't want to talk about it to anybody. Now it's more of a, you're right, hey, let me, hey, we've got an experimental group over here, guys, you know, even guys and girls sit around and talk about it sometimes at lunch. Sometimes there's a gay student union on campus at their junior high or high school that says, hey, we accept gay and bi-curious. Well, there's an open door right there to, well, I need to go find out more information about this. And so it kind of opens that door even further.
2: But if we're talking here about bisexuality specifically, you know, what keeps those individuals who, who kind of believe they're in this category of bisexuality, uh, what keeps them from just kind of leaping all the way over to homosexuality?
1: Well, sometimes it is truly still because of just this, the stigma. I mean, as much as we say it may be, you know, the schools are starting to, our kids are starting to accept it a little bit more, there's still some stigma attached to it. Uh, and I've I've even heard plenty of times before where a guy will say he's bisexual because he, he does have, still have some attraction to women and but it's and it's easier to be bisexual than it is to be homosexual or to be gay. It's like once you're gay, you're completely attracted to to guys and you can never really go back over to the other side. Um and I think sometimes that's just that stigma itself makes it hard.
2: Yeah. Well, and I was going to ask you too, um how much of this involves uh addictive behaviors because would you I mean, are all bisexuals sexual addicts?
1: Certainly not. Just like you couldn't say probably that, you know, every homosexual is is homosexually addicted, but there is an addiction quality, I think, there because they've already probably begun using porn or masturbation or fantasy, something, to kind of build this bisexual part of them because if it's there, they're going to start looking and something we haven't talked about yet either is even childhood sexual abuse. Sometimes there's male on male sexual abuse that occurs, and this kid grows up, and it's sometimes it's not adult to ma- to child. Sometimes it's child to child. Sometimes it's a 12-year-old friend with a 12-year-old friend, and they end up experimenting, and and you know you touch mine, I'll touch yours, and it leads to other sexual acts. And before they know it, you know they meet, you know every couple of days after school, and this activity starts. But it doesn't necessarily make, you know, this guy's thinking, wow, does this make me gay? Well, not necessarily. He may still be attracted to women. He just may only know male sex at this point. Right. And so that can cause some of this uh, bisexuality as well.
2: So at at best, we're talking about a very confused person, somebody who along the way became very confused about their sexuality. And some of that can be due to some abuse. Some of it can be due to this the dysfunction in their family. Uh, some of it can be due to that, like we'd mentioned before about performance based environment um, but at some point in time, especially as this this kid is growing up and begins to get into adulthood, how does that begin to affect his decisions about relationships if he's if he's confused to the point where he says, "Listen, I like men and women, and how do you how do you go?" How do you pursue or even entertain the idea of going into relationships with someone if you've got this very confused view of sexuality?
1: Well, it's amazing how we can talk ourselves into and out of things as we feel the need to. And I think sometimes it depends on the pressure around that guy. You know, if he's got parental pressure to not be gay, if he's got parental or church pressure to not be gay, if he's got friend pressure to not be gay. And even has some internal pressure that says, man, I always wanted to have a wife and 2.3 kids and the two-car garage, and I've always wanted that dream. Then he may press into more of the relationships with girls and begin to, to veer down that path, again, out of either performance-based or just because of his own dreams that he'd like to have. But he never dealt with that same-sex issue down below. So he's probably still having issues of being attracted and so he kind of lives this double life even even deeper. And so he kind of wonders, okay, what am I really doing here?
2: Well, and then how does, I'm imagining this guy that then, okay, let's say he gets married and he starts kind of going down this, this path of the dream that at least whether it was his or that it was imposed upon him, starts going down this path. How can he resolve, if at all, this continued confusion regarding his sexuality because I would imagine at some point in time just like any of the other the rest of us that have developed secret sexually addictive behaviors or had secret uh, sexual delusions about what our sexuality was intended for it doesn't matter if you get married there's they kind of they're still there until you, you resolve them and so I'd imagine this guy some point along the way these are going to crop up again and what is what is this guy typically going to do?
1: Well, he's going to lead a secret life. He's going to be in a marriage, but he's going to probably, if he can't get to a, to a computer, if he chooses not to go to a computer, he may fantasize. He may, you know, watch certain channels on TV that he can fantasize about later and masturbate. He may end up getting actually into internet porn. He may end up getting into relationship with a guy. Um, he's all secret, so he can maintain this marriage and also kind of live this double life. um or he may, like I said, he may only stay with fantasy, but he lives this double, very conflicted life of you know, I want to be close to my wife, but I've also get the got this issue still kind of bubbling beneath the surface.
2: Where would you put um i mean let's let's get back just for a second to this continuum again this this continuum of sexual sexuality. Where would you put bisexuality on that continuum if you were to kind of lay out for our listeners what the continuum looks like of of human sexuality where might you place bisexuality on that continuum
1: Well I think you have complete heterosexual uh sex within the bonds of marriage as God intended on for it to be on the very Far end of the left side of the scale, and I think as you move towards the end, you have perhaps heterosexuality that's mixed in with prostitution, that's mixed in ultimately with affairs, that's mixed in ultimately with swinging, and then swinging kind of ventures into I like kind of you know I have I watch men having sex with other women, and then there's the homosexuality piece that kind of starts getting interjected there where I've got this wounding, where, you know, but it's really, you know, it's kind of a bisexuality phase at this point, because he, you know, I've had plenty of guys I've worked with that once they hear my story that I came out of same-sex attraction, then they start kind of confessing some of these uh, same-sex experiences that they had that they've never told anybody about, you know, yeah, I was in swinging for a while, yeah, this guy ended up having sex with me while his wife watched, and we did these things, and and those sorts of things and so you begin opening that door you see that kind of continuum of heterosexuality leading into bisexuality which also ultimately leads to the far end which is homosexuality and then past homosexuality you get into child and then animal and those sorts of things
2: okay cuz i think that's going to really be helpful for our listeners be, to kind of see where that how that continuum works because also i think we we all want to kind of know uh, in our dysfunctional thinking where do i kind of fall in this continuum and and again reminding our listeners that we all fall short sure you know but i do think there are uh i, I think there're definitely degrees to which we can engage our depravity sure and and i think that's we i mean i i'll make no bones about it you know bestiality is worse than pornography right
1: Right, and then, and there's and is it worse sin? I don't think God sees it worse, no. but what He does is He sees the consequences as worse because right. as you open yourself up more and more to the more uh, the far end of the scale, then you have much deeper, much more devastating consequences, and so he, God begins to try to go in and heal those consequences as you begin to clean up. But, let's be honest, the more dirt you have on you, the more you gotta get cleaned up. If you've gone into just a little bit of dirt and you have it just around your fingernails, you gotta clean that up a little bit. But once it's all over you, then you got a lot of cleaning up to do
2: yeah, and that's that's the point I wanted to try to make is that along this continuum, the further down further along the continuum you go, the more uh entrenched and bound you are in that sin, and that's really what I want the listeners to realize is listen. When you when you start thinking these bisexual thoughts when you start entertaining these thoughts of crossing over lines of heterosexuality and homosexuality it's it's a it's a very serious thing in terms of like you said the dirt that is being put into your soul into your life um, and and I want to spend the last couple minutes here giving some uh, some hope some um, maybe some ideas or just some encouragement to our listeners of how do they resolve the this sort of thinking? If they've gotten into the mode of thinking of um, bi-curious or bi-experimental, or I just say I'm bisexual, how can that be resolved to a point where we can get back to that healthy part of the continuum in the way in which God designed our sexuality?
1: Well, the first thing is, is to don't carry more shame just because you've had sex with men. You know what? If you've had some abuse issues as a child, if you did experiment, if you got into porn, you know, don't. Don't carry the shame. Just acknowledge that it's there, and then begin to start looking at what was the wounding that took you there. Cause my honest belief is is that, you know, guys out there they have legitimate needs that just were never met, and so what they try to do is they meet a legitimate need with an illegitimate solution. Right. And homosexuality, bisexuality, sex with prostitutes, female, I mean, male, female, heterosexual addiction. It's all an illegitimate way of meeting a legitimate need. So don't get so shamed. Try not to go to the shame place, but begin to look at what was it about me? What is the hurt in my heart that led me to begin doing this? What would get me into swinging in the first place if swinging led me to begin having some same-sex relationships? What led me there? And most of the time what you'll find is a real broken, wounded heart that just needed honest love from a father and honest love from a mother and there's just some wounding mixed in there and maybe there's sexual abuse wounding maybe there's some rejection by peers as you were growing up in school all these things tend to work together but the great thing is is the great healer Jesus Christ he can come into those places and begin revealing those hurts don't just don't give in to the thing well I must be bisexual so I got to live that way because that's not true what you are is you're hurt and you're living bisexually because it's, it's helped soothing over those pains temporarily.
0: We are glad you joined us today and we hope that God had a special word just for you. Remember that Healing Hidden Wounds and Shadow of His Wings Ministry are listener-supported and all services are provided on a donation basis. If you heard something today that was especially important to you, we hope you will consider donating a gift. Please visit www.healinghiddenwounds.com to donate today. Let my life my heart. love done
2: its part. Let Him